Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 51. Good day to you, my dear friend, and a quick apology. I have totally lost my voice over the past couple of days, but I'm still here and I'm ready to go, and this is such an exciting week. It is a pleasure to be here to provide new insights, new ideas, and areas to explore, anything to expand our ability to experience our life, and this week is Spirituality Week, and by the way, we have one more week until the final week, which I'm so very excited to share with you. But here we are, Spirituality Week, and from the onset of Daily Pulse, this has been a week that I have wanted to explore and address with you. And I think the best way to begin this exploration is really to try and define spirituality. And I recognize that all of you may have a different concept of what that is and what it means to you personally. But spirituality as a whole is concerned with concepts such as spirit and soul. It involves the realization or belief that life exists beyond our physical senses. It is inclined to explore concepts such as love, compassion, forgiveness, kindness, selflessness, redemption, life before and after death, the purpose and meaning of life, moral laws, faith, hope, and the concept of truth, truth with a capital T type truth. Spirituality usually leads to a belief in something greater, right? something larger, something or someone that we can look to, to emulate and potentially to become like. Now, these can be areas that are studied by psychologists and philosophers and other scientists, but there's a spiritual element to these concepts that require another element, right? A faith of believing without full evidence. Spirituality, I think, means knowing that our lives have significance in a context beyond the mundane, everyday existence at the level of biological means. It means knowing that we're a significant part of a purposeful unfolding of life in our universe. Spirituality is commonly connected to religion. Religion, specifically, is being devoted to the practicing of spirituality. So maybe look at religion as the practice of spirituality or engaging in practices that are said to increase spirituality. These may include specific rituals or practices, things like meditation, prayer, study of scriptural readings or accounts, opportunities to serve, sacrament-type services, and other ordinances that are all vehicles to not only bless oneself, but as a society as a whole. And many studies have actually found, and these are pretty common, have found evidences for modest for the modest effects of religious service attendance on reducing hopelessness, anxiety, loneliness, slightly larger effects on increasing positive affect and life satisfaction over time, 
and notably larger effects on social integration and on purpose of life. This also, there are actually some really interesting studies, not that being involved in religiosity or or in religious things prevents certain types of disease, which it doesn't, but that it impacts the healing from those diseases. And I thought that that was a very interesting one. And the research is pretty steady uh, that over the years, and I think this is studies that we've heard over and over and over again. And so there are some positive things that are happening within spirituality. If you are practicing or considering practicing or are involved in some spiritual practice right now. But as you think of spirituality, and as I've, and as I've, as I've been digesting this topic Over the last year, really, I've been pondering about the effects of spirituality in my own life. And this may be a question that you ask yourself. If you were to ask yourself whether you're a spiritual person or not, I would likely answer within the context of my spirituality has a relationship concept to it. It, It's a relationship concept with God, a closeness, a feeling connected, feeling loved. And I wonder what it is like for you. I wonder how you see it. Um, It's also being supported by a being or beings who are deeply invested in my growth and evolution. But this connection isn't just a oneness to heavenly beings or gods, it's a connection and a oneness to people here. So when you talk about spirituality for me, that's just to give you a bit of an insight of what it is like for me. And I wonder what it is like for you if you had to answer what what are the effects of a spiritual life and how would you describe your own spiritual life? So spirituality not only provides these models, right, for us to follow, it also creates a paradigm of loving, serving, and lifting the entire human family as we all jointly strive towards an increase in the most critical characteristics and desires. And that is the desire to love, to be compassionate, to be a movement towards humility, forgiveness, and redemption, and toward the development of the self. And all of this is done, and this is one of my, my most prized things, is, is that all of this is done in a community of learners and sinners. Whereas, say, for example, and there are lots of types of spirituality, but as I've studied some of the some of the writings of Buddhists or the Buddhist tradition, it's less about a connection to deity as it is a connection to certain paths or principles that will eliminate suffering, increase compassion and joy. And that is the path of illumination. Uh, There are several things. They have a kind of a concept that's called the Four Noble Truths and 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 the Eightfold Path And the Four Noble Truths in Buddhism are meant to bring the individual to a state of wisdom and acceptance and serenity. A lot of their statements, and this is something that I use in therapy all the time with individuals, is that so much of our 
pain, so much of the misery in our lives comes because of our resistance to what is occurring in our lives. And that's why for them, this concept of acceptance is ultimately what brings the end to suffering and brings serenity. While the Eightfold Path delineates a realistic way to achieve the happiness we all desire through consciously dropping unhealthful patterns of resistance and attachment, that's a significant piece of what Buddhists teach, is we become overly attached and as a result, we end up suffering because nothing is permanent. Everything is in a constant state of flux. Buddhists like to skill Buddhists like to speak about skillful action or behavior which leads us to the crux of what the spiritual life really is is there is a drive for self-improvement to rise up out of our own unconsciousness which is like the goal of therapy and the misery of it and the misery it generates to a state of greater illumination to think and behave skillfully rather than randomly, unconsciously, and immaturely. So I I hope, I don't know if that made sense there, that last piece, right? This idea that, that the crux of the spiritual life is a drive towards illumination and behaving skillfully instead of randomly, unconsciously, and immaturely. Matters of faith, morals, beliefs, and ideals are of critical importance, not only because they inspire hope, not only because they create individual awareness and a sense of seeking in the individual and community, but because these beliefs ultimately become a framework, what in psychology some would call a schema or a system of ideas that interprets how, or that impacts how we interpret our thoughts, our ideas, and life in general. Our beliefs become guides, but they can just as easily become barriers and sources of pain, condemnation, and shame. For example, if we view our higher power as this Zeus-like being moving us around the chessboard of life, zapping us with lightning bolts and waiting to catch us in sin, then we will indeed live a life of fear and trembling but not respect. If we see our higher power as an all-powerful force that is indifferent to our plight and that sees all the suffering of humanity and does nothing to deter it, to ameliorate it, there again we see someone who is devoid of grace and who lacks the desire to help. And this is what many philosophers see as the problem of pain. And indeed, if this is the God we're told to worship, then that would be a pretty tough sell. As we all know, there's no shortage of opinions, no lack of religions or systems of belief, some more accurate than others, some definitely more helpful than others, and others, in my opinion, are plain harmful to the emotional and psychological functioning of individuals. Perhaps no characteristic is more representative of a true spiritual individual or even a scientist than to be a seeker of truth. And I mean truth with a capital T. This is an incredibly controversial, but I don't know if it needs to be. I want to know things as they are, as they were, and as they can be. Everything else is interpretation. And to be honest, I'm a pretty skeptical guy. 
I certainly don't consider myself a source of truth, but I am obsessed with that concept and I want to be and I try to be a humble seeker of it, whether it's in the spiritual framework that I ascribe to or outside of it. There is not a lot of peace in this particular approach to life. Faith and doubt, knowledge and ignorance, belief and disbelief are constantly jockeying for position in my life. And in the end, I'm left realizing that the more I know, the more I know nothing. But I would be remiss and dense (laughs) if I did not conclude with the reason why we're even having this discussion about spirituality. So I apologize for that rant back there. Um, But that was just what was in my mind and my soul. But the reason why we're having this discussion about spirituality and why spirituality is not just some idealized story or the opium of people who are in despair. I believe that spirituality has a substance to it. And it can be individually transforming in the most positive and advantageous ways. I have been fortunate enough to have such a powerful and life-affirming belief structure in my own life and a whole army of individuals who have promised to help me, to lift me, encourage me and my children. I have found that as with most things in life, spirituality can be nurtured. It can be fed. It can be encouraged. In fact, I would say it must be nurtured. It must be fed. It must be encouraged or it will begin to wilt. And that is the law of life. I find that when I do that, my connection to those hopeful and gracious perspectives is enhanced. When I invest, I find that my proximity to that spiritual source is enlarged. And as a result, my my belief in faith meter rises, and I become more of a man of faith, and my conversations become more spiritual in nature, as we discuss the nitty-gritty of life. And that's what spirituality is. It's about the nitty-gritty of life. And it is so exciting to talk about. So beyond my challenge for you to make time and invest and nurture and explore this connection this week is for you to have conversations about the spiritual things of life. Discuss them. Think about them. Consider them. Pray about them. Meditate and ponder about them. Anyways, my dearest friends, I hope this was a discussion that was worthwhile for you. I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, how this has been a blessing or perhaps even a curse to you. I care for you. I thank you for taking the time to hear me cycle through some of my own thinking, and I hope it was of some benefit for you, and I hope you enjoy this week. We'll see you tomorrow.